Right here, guys. We've got some big news. We've got a uh, our first sponsor come on board with us today. Uh, we'd like to thank the family-owned business in Shepparton, Yenkin and Gale Glass, for coming on board with us. Um, we really appreciate the the support. They're a family-owned business in Shepparton. Uh, if you need any glass or glazier needs around the Golden Valley, contact them. They're at 22 Callister Street in Shepparton, and their phone number is 58215211. So, yeah, we're really appreciative um, and look forward to the future with them. James catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound, box. Back out to Allen. History pilot. Again, big thanks to Yankin and Gale for the sponsorship. Very appreciative of it. Now it's time to get into episode three. A uh, bit happening in the EPL at the moment, boys. Uh, Bronson's not here to defend himself, but I'm happy to dig into him. How's yeah, like, Wayne Rooney going? Oh, he's not as good as Harry Kane, that's uh, for sure. But, yeah, Harry Kane kicked two. Uh, they won 3-2 against uh, Man City the other day, right at the death of it. It was unreal to watch. Because uh, Liverpool is a little bit closer, my team. They're only six points behind them now. And f- so Man City's on 63, and you got Liverpool at 57 with a game in hand. So What's a win? Three points? Three points. Yeah, one for a draw. One for a draw. Yeah. Donuts for uh, the L. The L, yeah. So you got, yeah, like I said, Man City up top, Liverpool second, then trailing a fair bit behind. You got Chelsea on 50, Man United on 46, and then an. Take your pick for the rest of them because it's... Draw it out of a hat, you reckon? Yeah, draw it out of a hat. Raffle them off. A couple of the salad dwellers like your North Melbournes and your Collingwoods. You've got uh, Norwich City down the bottom with only four wins. Uh, Burnley second last. Watford third last. And Newcastle still in relegation zone, only on 22 points. But some of the notable stats at the moment, my man Mo Salah. He's on 17 goals after only 25 games, which is unreal. Um, you've got Diego Jota on 12 goals from Liverpool as well and another ex-Liverpool man, Raheem Sterling, who's now at Man City. He's got 10. As far as the assists go, you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, the right-back for Liverpool on 10. Again, Mo Salah, he's on nine assists, which that is unbelievable. And you've got uh, Andrew Robertson on the left-back for Liverpool. He's got eight. Paul Pogba, he cops a bit in the media. He's got eight assists. And uh, Jared Bowen. Bit of an unknown name from West Ham. He's on eight assists, so well done to the young man. I presume he's young. I haven't looked it up enough. But, <laughs> so uh, from, a, from a non-soccer fan, what's a good amount of goals in a calendar season, roughly? Uh, so, what, Harry Mackay kicked 60 last year? Mm-hmm. For Carlton? Yeah. In so the AFL? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> you're looking at, I'd say anything over 20 goals is a really good season. Yep. Um, 25 goals is fairly good. Uh Mo Salah in 2018, he, uh, he I think it was 2018, he had 32 goals, yeah, which is massive. And so how many games are left for the year? So you got most teams are between 23 to 26 games. Um, there's 38 games in a season, so everyone plays each other twice. 20, 20 teams play each other twice, 19, 19 games times two. Um, that's how long the season goes for. It's good to see that you boys watch a bit of the Premier League, but so there's not really much change in the top four as it has been 
for a while, has it? Liverpool, Man City, Man U and Chelsea? Yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah, you have your five thousand to one odds Leicester City who won yeah. it a couple of years That's back. An outlier, but though. Yeah, that is an outlier, obviously. Um but yeah, not too much. Like teams like Arsenal have dropped off. Arsenal's mm. Arsenal's in six at the moment. The Gunners. The Gunners, yeah. Stewie McFarlane's favourite team, shout out, mate. But then you got Everton, like Everton were a big six team nearly for a bit there. They're straddling down the bottom in sixteenth. Yeah, so right. how many teams in the comp? Twenty. So, yeah, you got your divisions as well. you got League 1, League 2 that go after that, relegation and promotion. Relegation's bottom three. Bottom three. And yeah. then uh, your top th- two from the other league make it in and then they do like a little playoff series as well yeah. to I've, get uh, to come up. I've got a mate that I used to work with. He um, follows Sheffield Wednesdays. Yeah, right. That, what do they do? What do? I'm pretty sure they're in shout League out, 1. Shout out, Jono. Um, big shout-outs happening at the moment. Yeah, this big shout-outts. Shout-out, Jono. Sound like sell-outs. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they're in League One, I believe. Yeah. Don't quote me on it. But, yeah, it's uh, very passionately supported here. It's like sort of if Shepparton had a team, we, we're from Shepparton, it's like if they were in League Three and you had to work your way out by beating teams like Bendigo and stuff like that yeah. to make your way to the top. It's very hard to do. But that's why they have the FA Cup as well. Cause, it's a good system. Yeah. I don't mind it. It's not a bad system, yeah. But yeah, thirty-eight games in a season is fairly long for soccer. But mm. do, they, do they play one a week? Or actually, I have no idea about soccer. So on average, it's probably yeah one a week. You have the international buys. Um, yep. You got the Champions League, which gets played usually on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and then you got your Europa League for your mid your teams between. Um, I think it's fifth and sixth in the Premier League playing that. So yeah, um, we also had the NBA All Star game today. Oof. Liam Thorne's favourite man, Steph Curry, dropped a 50 bomb just to find himself a little bit of form. Mm, 16 and 24 from three. Yeah, yummy, not yummy. Many, not many layups or dunks in that. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, we touched on it just before off microphone. There's no, mu- there's not much defence in there. You've got 163 for LeBron's team to 160 against Team Durant. Um, we wish they, they bring it back to something Better than that. A bit more competitive, like how it used to be, like actually playing for something, not just – I know it's for the fans mostly, but I think they should bring it back to what it used to be. I think they play it now to save people getting injured because it's, obviously it's at the point of the season, so um, you don't want injuries to your stars, your big your big name players, obviously. So I know I'd like to see it come back to a more competitive sort of game, but I don't think it will this day and age. What do you reckon, Lane? Yeah, um, again, it's not defensively sound at all. Curry can go out and drop 50 and just shoot threes at 66%. So there's obviously not a lot of defense going on there. Um, Would be good to see it incentivized a bit for the players, you know, maybe not cash or anything like that, but maybe they could find, you know, some way to make it worth it towards the end of the season that the actual conferences, instead of doing the draft, have something to play for. But, you know, it it is a fans game at the moment, so that's probably the way it's going to stay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, new segment time. Corey's been struggling on the quiz. Surely it's time for him to bounce back now. We've got the alphabet quiz that we're doing. So, Liam, give us a bit of a rundown on it. It's it's very simple, and uh, even Corey will be able to figure it That's out. That's right. So that we, we made it so all ages could do this, <laughs> not all IQs. All abilities. So, like Brooke said, uh, the alphabet quiz, uh, not really a quiz, it's more of a game. But, yeah, you've just got to go along and um, – a being the start, so you could pick Adelaide Crows, and then B, you could pick the Boston Celtics. Um, you've just got to, you know, in ascending order, A to Z, keep changing up, and you've got to change it up, you know, obviously the sport 
as well. You can't go two AFL teams in a row. So we'll get it underway and we'll start with A, with Corey. I'll take the easy option and go with Adelaide Crows. Yeah, not that Liam just said it. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I'll go Brisbane Bullets, everyone's favourite NBL team. Uh, Collingwood, everyone's favourite AFL team. Detroit Pistons, my favourite team. Everton, my favourite soccer team. <laughs> uh, Fremantle. Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Ooh, not bad. I'll go Hawthorne. I'll go Indiana Pacers. Ooh, not bad, not bad. Justin Holiday. although it's the same sport. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. That's a loss that. for me. Oh, it's about time. I've caught my own bluff there. I should have said nothing and continued the game, so mm. maybe I should stick to hosting. Well done, Corker. Thanks, mate. W- Very well done. W- well, for, uh, for taking a couple of big fat L's, I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for a quick long walk on the beach and uh, have a think about that one. We'll be back after this with a bit of AFL coverage. All right, it's time for our new segment, Corker's Cracker. What's the joke you got for us this week, mate? Rightio. So uh, myself and George and my beautiful partner, we decided to go to the Melbourne Zoo on the weekend. And we walked in. We paid full fare to get in. Walked in, had a walk around. No exhibits. No exhibits at all. Saw nothing but one dog. You're right. Saw one dog. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, next. <laughs> the boys have got their mouth guards in. A few practice matches, intra-club and uh, pre-season games. But AFL, three, uh, AFL season, sorry, I should say, is only three weeks away, boys. Exciting. You're, you're going to touch on uh, Hawthorne and Carlton. We'll start with Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Um. Well, they've still got some some old heads in that team, haven't they? They've got obviously Tom Mitchell won his third BNF last year. Um, Blake Hardwick come runner up in their BNF, which is interesting. He's just your sort of run of the mill sort of half back, isn't he? He's pretty stock standard, I would have thought, but uh, must have had a good year. Um, Yago Mira came third. Um, he's he's a pretty consistent player in the midfield for them. Um, bit of a surprise package there. Fourth, Dylan Moore. Yeah, he was named in that um, champion. Champion data that yeah, we we talked elite. about we talked about last week. So, um, yeah. Uh, who else we got? They got that. Um, what's his name? Jarth. Yeah. yeah, he started yeah. the season on fire last year. Yeah, I actually really like. He, he's a good player. He's yeah. going to be a star. He's a good player to watch. Um, then you got obviously ever reliable Luke Bruce, Liam Shields, James Warple, who's going to be a good player. He already is a good player, but um, Sicily's back. Sicily, yeah, Sicily's back. Sicily is. That's back. a big. That's a big in for them. McAvoy is still captaining this year. So where do we see him finishing? Obviously, they were 15th last year. Mm. To be honest, I reckon about the same. I'll, I'll say, yeah, 14th. I think they'll improve just, but I can't I can't see him going too far. Yeah, I'll, I reckon I can see him finishing, honestly, 12th, I reckon. I see a bit of improvement. They've got a young sort of a group around them. Um, I don't, it's hard to tell in the AFL. Obviously, teams move around all the time, but... 12 for me is not unreasonable. Yeah, I think 12 too. I'd be happy to see that. Um, don't think they're going to shock a lot of teams, but I think they'll beat the teams around them and they'll yeah make a slight improvement. Then we touch on the Carlton Blues. Mm, Carlton Blues. Um, last year was a bit disappointing in the way they finished the year and all that. They had the big recruits, Sard and Williams, yep. come in. Yeah, they didn't really... Set the world alight, did they? Cripps, Cripps hasn't become the player that he was when he was carrying the team. Yeah, he was ha- he was carrying a bit of an injury last year, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, but 
Sam Walsh, again, All-Australian last year. Do you yeah. see him? And he was obviously close in the Brownlow as yeah. well. Um, what, same with them. Where do you see them finishing? Uh, I think they have to go up. I think they'll go up, I'm going to say 10th. Yeah, I'll go with 9th. I can't believe we're in agreement. Last yeah. week was a bit of difference, but 9th There's... for me. I I think that they've got to turn it around a bit. You've got Mackay will be back in form. Liam Jones is a bit of a questionable one on yeah. his COVID status and whatnot. Adam Sard's a superstar ever since he came across from the Bombers, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I, I was big raps on him, I will be honest. Obviously, there's a bit of uh, talk about that he doesn't want to play that sort of one-on-one defensive role, but he's bloody good at it. So There's um, there some big news coming out today as well about Sam Doherty. He's uh, obviously recovering from testicular cancer, and there's reports he might he might be eyeing off an earlier... Um, Return than scheduled, so round one possibly. Yeah, right. Pretty, pretty large, isn't it? Like, oh, come, good sort on of him. coming out of nowhere. But um, they good get him, him back. That's a that's just another mature head coming off half back. Um, they'll have pretty good half back line there. So yeah, I, they've got all the names. They're just got to put it together, don't they? Um, yeah. Besides the cancer side, obviously wish him well and yeah. good on him for doing it. Yeah, but, yeah. He did struggle a little bit last year, and that's probably to do with the team's form as well. Yeah. Like, um, if everything's not sort of gelling well, sort of everything can sort of fall apart. But mm-hmm. Um, Weedering, he had a massive year last yeah, year. Second in the BNF. Yeah, just lost to Walsh as well. Only a few votes in it. Yeah, so I, I can't see him being like that for too much. They got longer. the two bookends. You got Weedering at one end, Mackay at the other, and then you got Walsh in the middle. You know, there's some there's some reasonably good key players in that side. I think they just need to need to fill their roster a little bit more. And one of the hardest AFL players of all time, Michael Voss, is coaching now. Mm. I reckon he'll be a cracker. Like at Brisbane, he didn't get too much. Oh, he did get a chance. I think they took him to a final when Fev was there. But then, yeah, he was out of the door in no time. But he spent time, obviously, at Port Adelaide as a senior assistant coach. And um, I reckon he's right man for the job. Yeah, I agree. Next, we've got Richmond. Um, obviously had great success. Yeah. They bring in Robbie Tarrant from North Melbourne. Yes, he's 32, 33 this year, but... Um, what do you boys reckon? Where do you see him going? Well, he kind of he kind of fills in that void for Alex Rance, doesn't he? Um, I mean, Alex Rance has been gone for a couple of years now, hasn't he? Um, yeah. But he's just that mature head down there. That I think they need they needed a big fullback, um, help Grimes out. Uh, yeah, I think Walter he, out. Yeah, Walter is a good player. Yeah, yeah. so they they've got a bit of depth there. Now. Yeah, yeah, and Dusty's apparently tearing it up on the tracks and in the best best shape of his life, really. But you hear that about every club; they have one player, don't they? Jake Stringer. <laughs> Jake Stringer. I really like that Liam Baker. He's, he's hard he's as nails. Very good player. Very yep. good player. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jaden Short as well. Another good player. Yeah. Yep. No, definitely. <laughs> oh, and uh, Nank, big Nan Curvis and um, who was it? Taking over the captaincy. And Grimes as well. Grimes, Who's yeah. it? Dusty Martin, is it? Uh, who? Yeah. Don't know him. No. <laughs> he can play. Yeah, he can play too. But co-captaincy, we just touched on it. Grimes and Nan Curvis. Uh, Liam, what do you reckon about the co-captaincy? Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, you know, obviously Grimes would probably already sort of be that leader with his back six, so he would take that, you know, just to a team level. I'm sure he was always a bit of a leader yeah. before that, you know, seeing all that success. And then Curvis, you could probably say the same thing. Um, you know, leads by example on the field. I think he probably gets a lot out of the boys, has the success behind him. So I think I think it's a good call. Yeah, I reckon too. Fresh faces plus, as well. Plus you've got Jack Raywood up for Correct. Um, and well. you've got the old heads in the yeah. midfield. Like, Pressy yeah. is a bit older now, obviously. And Meatballs. You've still got Koch in there as well. Yeah. So, 
They're definitely not short of leaders, that's for sure. Um, Freo, who finished 11th, I believe, mm. they, for me, um, we didn't touch on where Richmond finished, actually. Let's let's touch on that. Where do you boys reckon? I'm, I'm going to say they're going to bounce back into the eight. I'm going to say sixth. Right. I'll go with eighth. Yeah, I'll... Six to eight is pretty, sounds pretty good. I think they'll bounce back. They're a pretty, pretty strong, well-led unit. So, yeah, Sam getting back there. Time for Bro's big call. Freo this year, they're going to improve. They've got Brayshaw. Cherry's going to Carlton. Going to Carlton. Um, you've got Sarong. Yep. He was massive last year. Um, Tabana hopefully turned into the forward that they're after. Sean Darcy. Sean Darcy, yeah. Well, he won their BNF, I he's believe. Young. Yeah. yeah. He's coming out of nowhere. Um, you've got Luke Ryan down back. Really, really good player. I see them in the top four. Ooh. Uh, top four? Yeah. I, I think they finished fourth or around there. So, Jesus don't know if I'll put my name on it, but I don't mind it. Yeah, well, I've gone out now. It's going, it's going to be out on the platforms. And <laughs> I'm sure the masses will come for me when they're 0 3 to start the year. But, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, I honestly, I think they let themselves down at the end of the year last year and I can see them only improving. So. Sort of like a Sydney Swans jump last year. Yeah, and Melbourne. Come from, and Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. and Melbourne. Yeah. So there's always two teams that jump outside of the top eight to finish within the uh, top eight. They're going to be one of those teams that does that. So very interesting on that, but it's time for a bit of story time now. Um, our man Corey here, he's had a... Had a nice little footy local career, and I put him on the spot here. But I just want to know about the day that you kicked nineteen goals. Can you just give the listeners in a little bit? Um, I'm sure you're more than happy to beat your own drum. Uh, so. Nineteen two, it was. Nineteen, yeah, it was. Uh, I reckon he could go. Yeah, he could tell us from where they all happened from. But just give us a summary on the day. You know, only just what you had for breakfast and all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, well, I don't eat breakfast in the morning. So <laughs> I run no. a bit quicker during the day, so. Um, what was it? It was about 2012, I reckon. 2012, I was about 15 playing. It was my middle age of thirds, under 17s. <laughs> and we've made the trip an hour and 40 to the thriving metropolis of Rennie. <laughs> Rennie. Now, I remember this day, Rennie, clear as day. Um, the, the grass there was extremely spongy. And you look underfoot and there is little mice running around Little dead mice area, little live ones running around under your feet. It was off its head. Picturesque. So, yep, went out. Waited for the fog to clear. Wait, yes, yes. I remember that. Yes, the fog for the force. You couldn't see five metres in front of you. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, yep, went out. I think I had 10 at half time. Yeah. I had 10 at half time. So, I remember actually, I think it was you, Liam, actually come up to me and asked how many I've got. And I'm pretty sure I had 10 at half time. And what did I go? I think I kicked four in the third and I kicked five in the last. And I reckon I kicked about six of them in my left. And I've never kicked so straight in my life kicking for set shots. I just could not miss this day. It was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, right. I was sick of hearing about <laughs> it now, mate. <laughs> Who no. fed you most of them? I think there was Al yeah, Thorne. Al Thorne. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. fed you about eight what, or nine of them. What did you end up winning by? Uh, the score was, I think it was 25. I think the score was 164 to two. They didn't. They only scored two points. And actually, one of the goals I kicked. Best goal. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. So, I, I can't remember who's given away a free kick in our in our forward line. So Rennie four. Rennie's half back. And old mate's got the ball, thirty meters out from my goal, and I've come up from full forward behind him. Yeah, yep, yeah, mate, behind you, behind you. 
Oh, mate, just goes, here you go. Without even looking at who it is. <laughs> dishes it off to me. Corker runs in, kicks the easiest goal known to mankind. Yeah. And uh, so you look at the sideline, the third Randy coach is just throwing his eye. Oh, the, the toys are out of the cot. Well, it's funny the that you actually the mentioned the Rennie third's coach. I actually gave him a call today and uh, oh. found out that it was his son filling in from the Oz kick that you were playing on that day. So, uh, well has got, done, has, mate. He, has he got triplets? Because I had three of them on me. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, mate. Well done. And on that, we'll go to a break. After this, we'll come up with a bit of golf coverage. Didac plays on. They try and get him in a uh, a shepherd arrangement back to back. Oh, look at the Collingwood boys tackling. Look at the Collingwood boys. They're in the them. Do a push up with them on top of you, Jakey. It's a group drawing, and Jake is being pounded into. Well, Everyone in the ground's in the fight here. And the ball footy's still going, Brian. They've called and, play on. It's and, bouncing around in the middle of an all. There's fifteen fights going on. Well, Richmond could do worse and stir things up a bit, Brian. I'll tell you what, Nick Mould has me a little bit worried, boys. The last thing he needs is a couple of suspensions leading into the finals. Oh, look at Jake's jumper. Now, uh, Collingwood have got to show more composure now. They've got the ball. It's hanging on by a shred, Jake's jumper. All right, we put out the question on uh, the SC Instagram uh, asking for a few fan questions. So we've had a few entries. Um, so we'll just run through a few questions asked by the fans of the show. Um, and we'll go through and answer them, all three of us. So what do we got, bro? First one, what does the rest of Zion's career look like? Mm. It's a good question there from Billy Holmes. Thanks for the question, mate. Thanks, Bill. Uh, Zion, well, he's uh, he's, gonna, is he, he's not getting surgery yet, but is possibly getting a second surgery on that ankle. Could he turn out like Greg Oden? Well... We hope not. Yeah. Oh, for everyone's sake. Yeah, yeah. We touched on I think in the first episode. But injuries happen in basketball. We've seen a lot of a lot of careers cut short. You know, like you said, Greg Oden, Brandon Roy. Um, there's definitely a few that have you know probably slipped through the cracks a little bit. Gordon Haywood probably nearly as yeah. well. Um, but hopefully for the rest of his career, to answer your question, Bill. Um, hopefully he becomes an all-star. Like last year, he averaged over 20 mm. points in his second season. 25, I think. 25. Sorry. Yeah. You can yeah. See how damaging he can be. Like. He's going to be a, a, you know, I, be a good player for a long time if he can stay healthy. I think he turns the corner, becomes the player that we want him to be, but I don't think it's at the Pelicans. I reckon he'll go somewhere else. Oh, and, he's definitely going somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. So um, They're not that franchise, are they? But, I mean, adding McCollum, I mean, they've got a pretty good good depth now, haven't they? Yeah, Valanchunas. Mm. Um, Ingram. Yeah, no. they definitely need some development in that squad. To, you know, a couple yeah. guys to lift to that next level if they want to really contend in the West as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, good question. I like that one. Thanks, Bill. Um, another one from Mark says, "Who is your tip for the AFL flag and Brownlow?" Good question. Mm. You go first, bro. Uh, I'll go first. Hashtag host. Um, Brownlow. I want to say Jake Stringer, oh, but no, I'm not no. going to. Oh. Nah. Um, Brownlow, I'm going to go with Jack Steele. I reckon this is just off the top of my head. I reckon him last year was good. Hopefully you'd think St Kilda improve or maybe they slide. We'll find out next week. But um, AFL flag, I think the Doggies win it. It's a bit of an easy answer. But, yeah, they were right up in it until halfway through the third quarter. And, yeah, they're still a, quite a young team in, a, in ways. So that's for me. What about you, Corey? Yeah, I'm actually going to tip Jack Steele as well. Yep. Um, 
I think he's a he's the main guy at St Kilda there. He's going to take most of the votes. And, yeah, like you said, hopefully they go up, push up the ladder so that'll give him a few more votes um, if they're winning more games, obviously. So, um, yep, I'm going Jack Steele for the Brownlow. And for the flag, I'm going to go Melbourne back-to-back. I think they're just too good of a squad across the board. I mean, the Doggies, I, I think it'll be a Doggies-Melbourne grand final, but I think Melbourne will still win it. But, um. Yeah, it's a bit to play out. Bit of a bit of a Sydney West Coast from a couple of years ago, mm. you reckon, similar to that. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a rivalry over the next couple of years. Hopefully, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Melbourne too. Um, yeah, I don't see their stocks dropping away anytime soon. For the Brownlow, I am going to say Christian Petrarca. I reckon he can have one of them dusty years where he floats forward and has the 25 and twos or the you know the 30 and threes that will always get you three votes. So I think Petrarca is a is a good one. Yep, good question, Mark. Thanks for that. Now, this one is a bit of a piss take, and it's not a question, as he, as Cody has said in here, but not a question. But, you know, the All-Star game is trash when Fred Van Vliet is getting a game. Um, I think that's directed at you, Liam. Is there any comments back to that? Uh, no, nah, deserved his spot. Um, has You know, he was one of the last ones picked. It's not like he was, you know, first named in the side or anything, but I think it's good for a bit of, uh, you know, Getting the getting the Canadian in for the for the All Star game, you got to have one, I think. So it's good. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, another question here from James says, "What's your favourite sport, boys?" We'll go around. That's actually not a bad question. That's not a bad question. It's actually a hard question because I like a lot of sports equally. Personally. And sports are good seasonally. Seasonal choice. Yeah. yeah. Are we going off what we like to play the most or what we like watching the most? I'd say watching the most, watch. that's what we're really talking about. We're not talking about ourselves. So I'd say, for me, it is probably APL. Yep. Um, oh, I'm Personally, I'm probably going to have to say test cricket. I love what – I could sit down for five days. If I had, if I could get five days off work, <laughs> I would sit down for five days with an esky next to the couch, sucking on beers, or watching the test five days straight. No worries. Easy. But, it, like, obviously I love AFL and – NBA as well, but I think Test Cricket just for me. Yep, I'd have to probably go down the same line. I think Test Cricket is um, the epitome of Australian summer. I just love it. It's, you know, there's a smell about it when summer comes around. You can smell cricket in the air. So, again, love footy and love NBA and all sports, but Test Cricket takes a cake for me. This one I think is directed at me from Andrew. Nice Bucks party the other weekend, mate. Still recovering. Uh, thoughts on Nick Cox bulking up? Yeah, look, uh, <laughs> love the question. Um, I do honestly think he did fade away at the end of last year. Mm. Um, but he's like, you know, first season. The media was making a bit of noise about him, weren't they? Yeah, it was. Like, and it was a little to, bit like, oh, they're calling him the unicorn and they stuff to, like that. Yeah, they had to, he had to play, like, they hyped him up too much, I think. And he's yeah. got a bit. He looks like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't mind that one. I don't mind that. But. Oh, honestly, I think hopefully he doesn't get the second year blues and he goes all right. But no, he's trash. Yeah, we'll see how we go with that. And the last one from Ben: Who's the best sportsman on the panel? Well, if you're talking about my illustrious under twelve tennis career, um, you're talking about me playing tennis over in New Zealand. On top of that, uh, just probably dominating the junior sports. I'm probably absolutely nowhere near it. To be fair. Um, I'm a, I'm, I might feature in the fraud votes, to be honest, because I th- always thought I was better than what I was. So rule me out. That's probably – I'll leave it up to the other two boys. I was, uh, I was a pretty handy squash player as a junior. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that overtakes you as a tennis player. 
Yeah. I, think, uh, I play a bit of footy, I play a bit of cricket, and I'm horrendous at basketball. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Corey might have me in the footy scene. Your cricket scene would be pretty close, but I really think the table tennis really sets us apart. Oh, don't. You're a fraud when it comes oh, to the table tennis, it. mate. Yeah, I am a bit of a fraud when it comes to table tennis. Uh, but overall, I think we can all agree that we're doing the podcast for a reason. We're not, you know, we're not playing AFL or anything like Correct. that. So, thanks for the question. If, if you want the answer, it's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it probably is Corey. To be fair, jeez, I hate to say it. Yeah. Um, it's embarrassing. Have you, you've got another question, don't you, as I well? I do, I do. I have a question from uh, my mate, Russ Eden. Um, thanks for the question, mate. Thanks for joining the Patreon too, mate. Yes, I really Russ, appreciate it. join the Patreon. Get on that if you... Uh, wins. Yeah, get on, the, get on the Patreon. Uh, <coughs> 51 want, and 14, but continue. Get on the Patreon if you want to um, get some get some good tips from the leading man, Brof. Um So, where is it? He's asked, if you could bring back one retired player for your club in 2022, who would you pick? Oh, AFL. That is a cracking question. Yeah. Um, you go first, bro. No, oh, I know who this will be. Go on. Tell me who it is. It'll have to be James Heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Twice on Saturdays. <laughs> I was going to say, um, what's his name? Jason Laycock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, close. Close. Up there with Kepler Bradley. But, um, <laughs> nah, definitely. Henry Slattery. Definitely Sir James. Um, pretty much should have named him like day after him. So, what about you two boys? Obviously, Collingwood supporters. Yes. Um, I'm probably going to go with what we actually need right now this year. Um, I'm going to go with Sav Rocker. Ooh. I think Russell actually said that. That was his answer. And I was, I said to him, you'll have to wait for my answer. But I think I, I agree with him because that's what we need this year. We need a, a solid full forward. I, think, I don't think Mason Cox is going to kick 60 goals. So I think if you chuck Sav in there. Nathan Buckley would be pretty flat, I reckon. Yeah, but we got mids. Fair enough. Bucks are stiff. But... Liam? Uh, yeah, I'd probably like to see another forward come back. I'm going to go really left field. I'd love to see Chris Tarrant back out there. Oh. Big pipes, just streaming mm. out of full forward. Jeez, what a man. Yeah, the <laughs> biceps. Oh. Him and Pendle's got the biggest arms. A couple of goats. Oh. Oh, all, right. <laughs> all right, enough of that. A lot happening in the golf world. Um, there's a big talk about the Saudi league that's coming out. Um, Liam's usually all over it. Um, you have blokes like Bryson DeChambeau. Rory McIlroy, all of that have been offered huge, huge money to go into it. But uh, what are your thoughts? And I guess probably for me as well, do you think that it's going to ruin the PGA if it did if it did actually occur? Yeah, well, that's what I guess I'm pretty much going to touch on. Um, so for decades, um, PGA Tour has been the standalone pinnacle of world golf tours. But in the past couple of years, there's been speculation of a, of a couple of new leagues. I'm going to touch on one especially, which is a super golf league, but... There was another one, the Premier Golf League, that um, was actually funded by the same uh, fund that the Super Golf League has been. So but we'll touch more on the Super Golf League because it's actually probably more of a real thing. Um, you know, we saw, I think it was last year in 2021, they wanted to have this, the European Super Football League yeah, and they had tried to pick all the best teams. This is a bit different because you've got individual players, let alone from you know big fan bases and stuff from the Champions League and things yep. like that. So, a Saudi-backed golf tour, often referred to as the Super Golf League or SGL, is funded by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia and has put its hand up to start a breakaway world tour from the PGA. 
the public investment fund is no stranger to major sporting events. You know, they have major sponsorships in uh, motorsports, tennis, I'm pretty sure martial arts over there as well. They have a big um, a big crack at that. And they've also got a majority stake in the Newcastle United of the EPL. So the public investment fund is backed by a, a large... Um, oh, we might have to cut that. The public investment fund has backed a new company named LOV Golf Investments to create to create this new Super Golf League. So um, they've named a CEO who is our very own Greg Norman. The, yeah, um, right. Yeah, the great white. So he's yeah. he's the he's the I guess what you would say the face of the company. So he has you know, and he's a great businessman and always been a great entrepreneur, but. They, they've come out and said that they just want to expand in the um, in the Asian tour and give more opportunities for the Asian players. You know, we see a lot of the American and the Europeans, they, they're always at the top. So they want to get some some Asian players some of the credit. Um, they've just announced a contract, $300 million, 10 years in the Asian tour with the Saudi International. So that was formerly a European tour event, now it's on the Asian tour. So there's the first probably real change from the PGA to the Super Golf League. So it sounds good in um, in theory to give bigger purse prizes to good players and give and give some of the the lesser known players in the Asian Tour a bit of money so they can upstart. But the controversy where it lies is <clears throat> the the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia um, has been scrutinised of a term called sports washing. Now, if you don't know what sports washing is, Golf Digest recently came out with an article explaining what this means. So sports washing essentially means there are state-run groups that are using sport as a type of propaganda to distract the public from abuses committed. Now, they say the most famous um, case of this is when Nazi Germany held the 1936 Summer Olympics. So not to say it's on that level, but that is the sort of thing that they... Um, that's where the sports washing term comes from. So it's a bit in depth about that. So the players' thoughts, nobody has actually publicly come out and said that they're joining, um, but there is rumoured to be 17 to 20 players who have actually put pen to paper and want to join the league. So there is a bit of movement there, um, which is good. But, you know, with all the rumours, Bryson DeChambeau was offered $130 million, which is, I think is more than a lot of top players take home from actually prize in golf. That's so just a sign-up fee. That's a sign-up fee, 130 yeah. mil. Um, Phil Mickelson is another player who is rumoured to get a big, big contract, but he sort of used his contract in a way to leverage against the PGA, um, saying that they've been, you know, media tyrants. You know, they use all their money for media rights. They don't pay the lower-paid payers. So that's another thing the Super Golf League is trying to do, give money to the younger guys because they know the PGA won't give it to them. So that's another way that they're going in for that. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's really just, um, again, very rich guys wanting to start their own league, making it a super league of sorts and getting some of the best players. But, you know, the PGA has come out and said, if you go and you leave and you join this, you'll be banned for life. So... You can't come back. So it is it is an interesting point, and it's going to develop a lot in the next couple of weeks because this is very current, what's happening. Yeah, and Phil Mickelson spoke about it. I think it was in his autobiography about it, saying that the PGA had taken over a fair bit and stuff like that. And then Rory McIlroy came out today, I'm pretty sure, within the last week and said that he reckons that it's dead in the water now because blokes like him, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, blokes like that. Yeah, the household names. Yeah, have all said that they're not going to sign on, but... You know, sometimes money does talk, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, no, there's sure. a lot of there's a lot of talent in the PGA at the moment as well. You know, there's yeah. um, 
We had a, a Joaquin Heyman won the Genesis Invitational. I have no idea how to pronounce that name, but yeah. it's, he's from Cuba and he's actually the first wire-to-wire winner of the event. So he led from the first shot right till the end and didn't didn't give anybody a sniff. So first time that's happened in 50 years at that event. So yeah, right. there's a lot going on and the feast, Phoenix Waste Management the other week was incredible. Like yeah. They're always loud, but golf's golf's making a big move in the media world i think and that yeah. is probably thanks to pga you know doing what they do yeah and you got that bryson and brooks kepka rivalry yeah, that was huge for it yeah and so. then you know even with the i think it was tom brady and aaron Rodgers did a did a cut did a, a round of golf with yep. kepka and and DeChambeau. so you can see they're trying to get into that media market and pull the big names in you know let's get the let's yeah. get the faces of the other sports involved get so. young people watching it too. yeah so now nah. Love the coverage, mate. Yet again, you've done us a favour, so thank you very much. And after this, the SC MVP and the Fraud Awards. Time to get into some MVP votes, everyone's favourite part of the week, the votes. So um, I'm just going to get straight into it. One vote, just Joel Joel Embiid. Think he deserves it. He's been playing absolutely awesome. He's my candidate for MVP. So keep going well. Uh, two votes to the bloke's name who I can't pronounce. Uh, Yol Quinn Naiman, first wide to wide winner of the Genesis, Genesis Invitational, second PGA win. Good on him. And three votes to Steph Curry just because he's Steph Curry. Yep, fair enough. Uh, my votes this week uh, one vote goes to Luka Doncic. He's had a huge couple of weeks, had a couple of 50-point games or thereabouts, um, becoming that what you wanted to see from him. So well done, Luca. Um, still going to send you a message to find out if you want to come on the pod. Uh, two votes to Bronson's man, Harry Kane. Um, two goals behind Thierry Henry, like I said earlier on. Um, stellar career, and he's still got a lot ahead of him. So two votes for him. And three votes actually goes to Patrick Dangerfield. There was an article come out today that I've read that there was a 12-year-old girl that was drowning near Muggs Creek where it's where he's from and um, the family got stuck there on the water in a big rip and uh, he went out there and did his civic duty and helped out there before the uh, whoever you want to call come out. So well done, Paddy Dangerfield, mate. Three votes for you this week. Nice, bro. So I've gone one vote, the Shep boy, Josh Rochelle from Adelaide Crows. Um He's put in some pretty big work during the uh, during the preseason, apparently, and he's really pushing for a round one pick in the Adelaide side. So in the house down, I heard. Training the house down. There's always one. Shringer. There's always one from every <laughs> club, isn't there? But, nah, good on him. Love seeing the Shep boys go well. My two votes goes to LeBron James for the overtaking of the Jazz game. So AD went down. Oh, when was it? Was it late in the second quarter? He's uh, sprained his ankle. Right ankle pretty badly. Yeah. Um, and eight, uh, sorry, LeBron just took over, um, come from behind, down 13 in the fourth, uh, third quarter at one point. Patreon bet that one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, well done, LeBron. And my three goes to Patrick Dangerfield as well for the same reasons. Yeah, saving, nice. Saving that, saving that, saving that family that's from drowning. Good. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> good on him. That's well done. All right. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Yep. Yeah, we've we've said, well, well done to the MVP people. This Who is cares? What, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. On to, the, on to the important things. Who's been cold? Yeah. I'll get us started. So one vote. Oh, I think this is a very – could have gone higher, but the slam dunk contest. As Dwayne Wade said, this was a six. 
It was not great. There was no, you know, there was some good dunks, but there was no the the actual flushing of the dunks. They were all very rim grazers and all that. I just, you know, most of them took five or six attempts to get one dunk. It was not good to watch. So two votes goes to the Knicks. Shout out Cody Vince. <laughs> Mate, these guys deserve to be on the list every week. They are terrible. They are thrilled. They are, you know, a $1 billion franchise that don't know what they're doing. So two votes to the Knicks. And three votes goes to our very own Greg Norman for stepping in with the Super Golf League. Don't see it as great publicity for yourself, mate. Looks like you're trying to work over the PGA, so back in your box, mate. All right. Um, We actually don't tell each other the votes before this, so this is quite interesting to see that where we go. I'm actually going to give this one's quite – this one hurts. I want to give one vote to myself. Uh, (laughs) Last week week I had a couple of frothies and it wasn't in my best form. I had a bit of issues with the mics, which you might have heard in the the first segment. A bit to work on, but, you know – I'm trying, but one vote to myself. Two votes as well to the slam dunk contest. I cannot believe I spent my afternoon watching that. That was horrific. So, yeah, two votes to the slam dunk contest for that. And three votes this week goes to Russia again. Oh, no. And I know we're not going to tap into their market, but there's more controversy around on what Liam touched on on last week. But they also had the uh, men's team that comes second and one of the blokes on the team did not want to put his medal around his neck because they come second and it wasn't good enough. And yeah, it just, it's not a good look. Uh, the Olympics, they try and do a good job and you're just not helping out there. So three votes to Russia this week and in particularly Dmitry Voronokov. Uh, sorry if I uh, said that incorrectly, mate. You got the votes this week. <laughs> All right. Well done, boys. Uh, I've given myself one vote as well. Actually, it's got the personal vote. this week. Uh, so I played cricket on the weekend at Kyvram. It was, uh, mind you, it was a spinner's wicket, and if it gets through the infield, it was four. It was four. But I bowled shit. <laughs> I bowled some shit. My stats were none for thirty-four off six. Sure. I made two runs, which was an edge through the slips. Uh and then I just spooned one to point. This so, is funny too because you just called yourself the best sportsman here and then you yeah, go up with this. But, hey, I call out my flaws. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So, well yeah, deserved. That was shitty. Well, I was, next week, that was probably one of my worst games I've played in a while. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm not happy with it, but I deserve the one vote. I've given two votes to Russia as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's some storming in here, Russia. I've given two votes to Russia. <laughs> just for the whole. Oh, I've no. given two votes. Different... Different circumstances. I'll give them two two votes for the uh, possible invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> I just don't. What's the like? Why? This has become a political podcast. Dude. I don't. Oh, it's just there's other shit going on in the world. Like you got COVID running everywhere. We don't need to be hearing this shit about Russia wanting to go into Ukraine. <laughs> and US is going to get into it. And UK. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Seriously, just pull your head in, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Oh, God. I reckon they're going to be climbing up the leaderboard here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they'll be, they'll oh. Be oh, they're the last country I'm ever going to go to. <laughs> I don't want to go to Russia. All right, so three votes this week. Cody Vince, your New York Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> they stink, mate. They stink. They've blown another 20-plus point lead. It was, I think they're up by 28 on it against an undermanned net side. Like, the, <sighs> okay. That's it. Sell the franchise. Yeah, sell the franchise. Start again. Get rid of your 
Get rid of your whole roster. Use a friggin' hopeless. Julius Randle's a massive fraud. <laughs> Use a, yeah, your squad's hopeless and pull your head in. Well done on the votes, boys. I'm going to do a leaderboard after the break and then we'll get into the quiz for the end of the show. Give me your thoughts. Um, again, nobody can take that left-hand shot. But I tell you, he's, he's powerful and he's fast. But precision beats power. And time and beat speed. And that's what you saw there. All right, we're back. Uh, let's go to the leaderboard for the MVP and Fraud Awards. You've still got DeMar DeRozan on top with eight votes. So, Paddy Dangerfield has just slipped in this week with six votes. And you got Ja Morant sitting in third with five. Fraud Award, uh, Russia. <laughs> well done. You're on eight. Uh, hopefully, that's the last we hear from you. And... The New York Knicks have climbed up as well with seven votes. And the fan favourite, Westbrook, or sorry, should I say Russell Westbrook's on five votes. It's time! All right, here we are, the quiz. Everyone's favourite part of the night. Not sure if it's ours because we bloody suck at it. <laughs> anyway, here we go. We've got Liam and Brof going up against each other because I'm a massive fraud at the quiz. Uh, so question one, boys. What is Matthew Hayden's high score? Jack, 380. Correct. Ooh. Not out, but I'll give. I'll pay it. Yes. Well done. Question two. Who won the 2004 AFL Grand Final? Jack, Port Adelaide. Correct. Off to a flyer. Question three. How far is Bryson DeChambeau's longest drive? Jack. 454 yards. Incorrect. Oh, uh, 430 yards. Incorrect. 402. Yeah. Liam's closest. I'll take the point. Yep, Liam gets the point. Question four. What year did the great Richie Benno pass away? Ooh. Liam, 2020. Incorrect. Pass away. Jack, 2015. Correct. Oh, geez, that's embarrassing. Correct. So, score update, 3-1. Three, 3-1. Three, yeah. Question five. Who won the 2015 NBA dunk contest? Jack. Zach Levine. Correct. Jeez. Well done. That was a gr- That is possibly the greatest dunk contest ever. Oh, was yeah. that that one? That was yeah, that one with Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Oh, that was elite. Yeah. I watched that. We, we watched that together, Liam. Yeah. Question six. What Hang is on, let it... four one? Yeah, four one. <clears throat> four one. Love it. Question six. What is Devin Booker's highest amount of points in a Jack. game? Seventy. Correct. Jeez. Jack five one. All right. Question seven. Who won the twenty ten Brownlow Medal? Liam. Chris Judd. Correct. <laughs> Dane Swan was. Odds on favourite. Yeah, right. Nice. Well done. Question eight. What did Peter Siddle notoriously eat lots of? Jack. Bananas. Yes, Jack just. Well done. Six. Six two. two. You're going to have to come storm one over here, mate. Yes, if he gets the next two right, it's an even game. Then we go to a super question, (laughs) which we all love. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Oh, you got me. (laughs) All right. Question nine. What is Glenn McGrath's top score batting? Jack. I'm going to go, I don't know, 74. Incorrect. 
54. Incorrect. But you're closest to the pin. Liam, 51. Incorrect. What was it? 61 not out. Oh, yeah, nice. He batted with Jason with Jason Gillespie there. Both, they both made New 50. New Zealand, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Yes, and it was. Conking Vittorial over yes, the place. Yes, it was hilarious. I so watched that video on YouTube. It's lots. Three-point question. Three-point question. This is huge. Three-point question. The host Liam says. Gets, Liam gets this right. We go super to a, quiz. We go to a super question. Woo. All right. Question 10. What is Lance Franklin's biggest Jack. bag of goals? 13. Correct. Yes. Oh, don't finish the question after Yes. Yes. The host takes home the chockies. Oh, he well proves done. his value. Takes the lead. Jeez, that was easy. Jeez, keep reading the question out after he buzzes. No, in, mate. Well, that's trash. Well, sorry. average hosting. <laughs> yes. I want to recount. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for tuning in. We'll do a little bit of a promo again at the end of the episode, and we'll see you next week. Liam, suck on those lemons, mate. Mm, get that up, yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,